Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to today's CBD Ed Show. I'm here with Kimberly Rose. Good morning, everyone. I always say good morning. I should really say just hello. Right. I've said that before. <laughs> some people are listening this dead, dead of night. I know. I know. I, I, right. It's just it's my morning, but <laughs> hello. Well, again, welcome, listeners. Uh, I expect today's topic to be a very important to many. Uh, this is uh, we were able to uncover a lot of information uh, regarding CBD and our youth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and judging by the information we were able to gain, uh, this is an important topic for most. Mm-hmm. Now, again, what we do here at the CBD Ed Show is provide clarity to our listeners in the CBD market. Yeah. Because it's not regulated. Thousand brands, new brands going in every, every day. Right. Okay. And every one of those new brands have one agenda. I, it's not always the highest, but that one agenda is how many of these SKUs can I sell? Well, I mean, listen, we're not going to say all of them. No. We're just no. going to say that there are, are CBD companies out there that might not have the best interest in individuals and reality and what we're here to help is they are dumping all this information onto the internet yeah okay and it then becomes very confusing to go onto the internet and try to discern between what is good information and what's not good information and that is the service we are providing right and and this topic is really difficult because now you're talking about kids which, you know, you go on the internet and you see all these w- promises and wonderful things that CBD yeah. can do. And then you go to your doctor and he's like, mm, I don't, yeah, there's not enough studies out here to really give me, give you a good idea about CBD. Yes, yes. So, hey, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. And we both feel uh, very good in our hearts about service, serving our community this way. Uh, let's let's really start this topic off because we have a lot to cover. Uh, and what I believe is a short, uh, short segment in which to cover it all. Uh, and again, want to offer up that we can continue this conversation uh, probably best on our Canafil Instagram. So Instagram forward slash Canafil is probably the best place to continue to have this conversation. Uh, and any other requests made by our listening audience, we are always happy uh, to respond to them. Yeah, questions are always welcome. Yeah. So uh, the current concerns regarding CBD in our youth seem to be in this list, this list, uh, <clears throat> which includes legalization and ease of access, given today's climate where marijuana is considered uh, is being considered for uh, uh, being legal either recreational or medically uh-huh. makes cannabis more accessible. Right. All right. So uh, that is a going concern. Uh, there is also a big concern amongst parents about offering your children uh, cannabis, cannabis, uh, either CBD or THC, because of the effects on neural development. Yes. Okay. And then we have there's lots of discussions out there about. Uh, psychiatric illnesses. 
Uh, I'll, I'll be even more specific. Schizophrenia. Yeah, that right. seems to be <clears throat> a word that's being used. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we were at a uh, a hemp association meeting last night called HEDA. Uh, that is Hemp International Trade Association, and uh, one of our speakers was uh, Harry uh, uh, Barry Goldwater Jr., mm-hmm. Arizona's uh, congressman, and uh, he spoke on. Uh, a lot of these topics. As a matter of fact, I, I think we even spoke with a scientist uh, two nights ago, <laughs> and he uh, jokingly talked about the claim of THC causing uh, uh, schizophrenia. schizophrenia and how how it lacked any studies. Anything, all, everything was all anecdotal. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, that agenda is terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> I well, mean, what parent would uh, would consciously choose to give their child something that would create an, a possibility for schizophrenia? No one. No. And what if they were wrong? Anyway. Right. Well, I think that's the, and we'll get into that in, later on in I the know. show. But yeah, that <laughs> seems to be the, the, the theme. <laughs> All right. Uh, next item on the what are the big concerns mm-hmm. uh, with CD, CBD and our youth is lack of research. Yeah. Uh, next item is past research seems to be focused exclusively on recreational use of marijuana. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You'll find as we go on today that that was that is still a big problem. Wait till I share some numbers. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. So again, past research seems to be primarily focused on recreational use of THC products. Um, another big concern: it's an unregulated industry right now, so there are unregulated products. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. We we're, we. One of the big concerns of this is lack of dosing information, lack of standards, right? How can you prescribe something to your children that you care dearly about if you don't, A, know what's in that bottle, B, know that it's met certain standards so that you can dose appropriately or you can sustain a dose and know exactly how much you're giving your child. <clears throat> so uh, so um, it's, it's, it's those issues that... And the reason it shows up on this list, because they're critical to the efficacy and the minimizing of the side effects. Right. Right. So yeah. if this is a wonderful treatment for something that, you know, in absence of it would cause great harm to your child, seizures, epilepsy, things like that. Uh, and, and thank God CBD came around because that has treated just thousands and hundreds of thousands of our children. Um, but... Lack of standards can cause a problem. Sure. Well, and yeah, I mean, you're already going to be anxious giving your child something that, you know, maybe your doctor didn't approve of or um, so. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's start this out with what areas are we talking about? So you as a parent talking when we're thinking about giving cannabis or cannabinoids to our children for relief of something. Uh, What areas are we concerned about? Well, mostly it is about neurodevelopment. Mm -hmm. So the areas are abnormalities and gray and white matter architecture in the brain. Okay, and these these two items, gray and white matter, uh, have have impact on high order thinking, executive functioning, 
mood symptoms, poor verbal memory, and novelty seeking. Okay, so these are the areas in which gray and white matter architecture are involved with. And under neurodevelopment, these are the areas that apparently cannabinoids have an impact on. Okay. Good? All right. And the areas of the brain affected are prefrontal cortex and the synaptic pruning. And by the way, synaptic pruning, uh, the, the greatest area of development seems to be in the teenage years all the way to the mid-20s. Yeah. All right. Uh, biggest guy in charge of anything in the brain that's relative to this conversation today are the CB1 receptors. Right. Okay. They are most predominant in the brain and they trigger the production of things like fatty acids. Uh, the fatty acid FAAH, which is very, which is very tied to all of this. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's preface some some uh, some conclusions before we jump into the studies. Again, this is a, this is really something I feel necessary to do. So as we pour through these studies, we really just kind of give you summaries uh, and conclusions and some abstracts and. And so it's really not seeing the entire picture. I really believe it's helpful sometimes to give you some of our conclusions ahead of time so you can maybe interpret the information we deliver a little easier. Yeah, yeah. And and mainly, do you you find that um, it's anxiety and... I don't want to say ADHD or those types of things, those ty- seizures, those type. That's really what parents are looking to CBD products for, right? Uh, absolutely, it like was a, the number one use. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, outside of prescription based for like epilepsy and seizures and such. Yeah. Uh, that was the number one uh, use for parents uh, mm-hmm. in CBD with their youth. Um, so. So when we jumped into these studies, and we have a couple of them, uh, again, always uh, peer-reviewed, established studies, uh, we don't do anything else. We're, we're not going to go to, you know, CBD manufacturer and, and pull down their studies. Uh, I promise you we'll never do that. Right. I'll go to school, uh, Google Scholar, and I'll only do peer-reviewed. I know I've said this before, but I may have, I may have, we may have new listeners today. Uh, parents, and I know how nurturing moms can be and protective moms can be. So I want to address that specifically to that group. Yeah. Uh, I promise you when we do studies, they're, they're reputable, reviewed, published studies. Um, one of the big things that came up is, again, they're even touting that there's limited research. Well, I mean, that's just going to be for everything involved with CBD products. So you're just we just don't have the research yet. There's just well, there's lots of problems, and we'll share some of them, but not but not now. It's not super important, but we will towards the end of the show. But uh, the limited research, uh, one entity in Boston, um, literally had to go do a uh, what do they call this? They called it a um, I'm sorry, a systematic review of other studies that had already been done because of all the challenges it is to get into a study, to start one. Yeah. Oh, all right, anyway. And listen, of this systematic review, they, again, went to all the studies they've done in the past. There was over 2,300 of them, if I can remember correctly, 2,300 that were relevant to cannabinoid use with our youth. Okay, clear? Wow. So almost 2,300 studies. Of them, 
they only ended up with 41 that were usable. Jeez. <laughs> because the other studies, all these different, yeah, they weren't relevant for this reason or for that reason. They included in adults or, you know, they just, they just weren't uh, relevant to cannabinoid use with our children. Yeah. And God, they got all the way down to that number. So our, yeah, so, so I guess my point is, is they're so hungry to get this research done that they've then put together teams just to do research of past research. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, and I'm really glad they're doing it, but my goodness, really? Well, doesn't a study take quite a bit of time? I mean, don't you have to, like, actually use There's more? rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you have to follow rules. Uh, it has to be overseen. It, it, there's lots of... Uh, there's lots of requirements here, but I don't think time is the issue. Mm. I think it, liability and access are the two big issues. Uh, liability is, you know, don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. Okay. So that means you have to have full access in order to make the best observations and reviews and so forth. Uh, so that's where the liability is. And, and then the other part is you can't get access to this stuff. If you want to do THC, what for-profit business is going to open themselves uh, to an argument with DEA or to FDA or to you know, our government. Uh, how about the other one? How about running into companies who have already thrown patents in? And so you can't infringe on the patents. So that study now is uh, diminished. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a few reasons why uh, there's such limited research. Uh, and I can tell you this, too. The THC research has been predominantly on recreational use since it's a scheduled drug. Yeah. And, and so you... when you're looking at it from a recreational use, you are not looking at it right. from other angles. How can that be a study? I mean... It, well, it, it, it was necessary, right. except if it was considered a drug. I mean, we, we all want to know, oh, by the way, so when you tell your kids, why shouldn't you use this drug, you'd like to have some data. Right, uh, true, so true. It, that made sense, but it was targeting in a very specific uh, recreational use fashion and wasn't going to medical use at all. Uh, I got something I want to share. I thought that was very infinite, inf informative, and that is uh, there's a lot of studies out there now that there is a significant amount of data suggesting that the CB1 receptors um, can recover themselves of any of these neurodevelopment issues through abstinence. Okay. And within a period of four to six weeks. So that was really promising too, and I wanted all everybody to hear that too. So, uh, so if it's affecting the CB1 receptors, there's a lot of studies that suggest it in absence. So if you withdraw that product for a period of four to six weeks, uh, that the CB1 receptor will go back to its original, uh, what it does, what it yeah. did, what it did originally. Right. All right. Now, so what I want to do is I'm going to jump into some studies, some research that we had dug up for you. Uh, I don't want to be uh, disrupted by a break. So we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to go through a few studies that I think are going to be very helpful to you. So please come back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com 
Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. All right, thanks for joining us today on the CBD Ed Show and CBD and your children. Yeah. All right, now we're going to review a few studies uh, that we pulled out for you. Uh, first study we're going to talk about, published November 2017. Uh, this is a systematic review, reviewing other studies. Okay. okay. Clear. All right. The, uh, the objective of this uh, was really... You know, they, they, they need to understand that additional research is needed to evaluate the potential role of medical cannabinoids in children and adolescents, especially given increasing accessibility from states legalizing uh, legalization and potential psychiatric and neurocognitive adverse effects identified from studies of recreational cannabis use. So that was the need to put this together. Now, this was published... Again, in November, uh, November of 2017, the official journal of the American Academy of Pediatrics, 
the research study was called Medical Cannabinoids in Children and Adolescents. And uh, let's see here. This was, uh, this was done uh, at the Division of Child Adolescent Psychiatry, Massachusetts General Hospital, Boston, Massachusetts. All right. So let me tell you, uh, I shared a little bit in the first segment, but here's what they did. They reviewed 2,743 relevant studies of cannabis and use uh, and, and our youth. Uh, of those 2,743 studies, uh, they found 132 were duplicates, so they removed. They found, uh, you ready? They found 78 of those uh, that were not really cannabis related, so they removed those. 574 of them, 574 studies were not primary research, so they removed those. 1,832 were not therapeutic studies, so they removed them, and 24 were not in English, so they removed them. Now, I share that because it was relevant to me yeah. that they scrutinized through 2,700 and only landed with 43. Yeah. All right. Um, now, of those 43 studies that made it through their screening process, that included 795 children and zero adults. Okay. okay, so they removed all adults from this. This is very, they've honed down in very specifics. All right, so the where, the when, and the where. Um, now, the uh, use of medical cannabis included CINV. Any guess what that might be there, Kim? Oh. No cheating, Kim. Look. <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, C-I-N-V. Ready? It is chemo-induced nausea and vomiting. Okay, yummy. All right. Uh, one that most are already familiar with, and that is epilepsy. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have spasticity, neuropathic pain, PTSD, Tourette syndrome, and, and that was it. So that was the list of what cannabis has been studied for over these 2,700 documents they peered through. Okay. Still all in children? Still 100% in children. Okay. Uh, one of the conclusions that they came up with uh, when it came to THC versus, versus CBD, mm -hmm. let me uh, just read that, said, in controlled trials... THC most commonly led to side effects of drowsiness and dizziness with severity associated with higher doses. Yeah, that makes sense. Period. However, no major side effects were reported with dose reduction. Okay, so but they also noticed that the trend was as they reduced the dose of THC, thereby any side effects also reduced. Mm-hmm. All right. They also cited the most common side effects with CBD were somnolence, which, by the way, is just a term for drowsiness, uh -huh. diarrhea, and decreased appetite. Huh. So uh, let me see here. I'll read uh, just a little further. In the control trial, comma, although 75% of the patients received CBD experienced side effects, only 13% withdrew from the trial because of the side effects. 
This, paral this parallels a systematic review of adult side effects from medical cannabinoids, which found dizziness and drowsiness as the most commonly reported adverse effect. So anyway, um, so I, they're suggesting here that the toxicity, toxicity seems to be more on the THC side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the conclusion, um, although they already suggested that this re review raises an important methodological issue in the field, although we found a large number of citations that invoke terms related to cannabinoids in children and adolescents, we identified only 43 studies that examine cannabinoids for children only, you know, in a, in a clinical pediatric space. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was, again, pretty interesting uh, because one of the things they uncovered was, you know, over 90% of the studies that have been conducted uh, weren't relevant. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, and why is this a huge, huge, huge problem? Uh, because, you know, pediatricians, families, patients, policymakers, they continue to lack the urgently needed information to make balanced decisions regarding the use of medical cannabinoids in our children and adolescents. Right. Yeah, right. we keep running into this wall, don't we? Yes, this wall is painfully showing up. Yeah. I mean, we just can't... It, it would be great if doctors and parents and veterinarians and everybody could get into the same space. Yeah, yeah. And towards the end of our show today, uh, we'll have some we'll have some ways in which you can help contribute to this because uh, we know moms. You, you have to be furious about uh, where this is going because there's literally something out there that could help. And right. is this being blocked by, I hate to say this, financial agendas and Well, and right, there's that, but there's still that fear. I know. Yeah, you're there's right. There's still you're right. the fear. The, I mean, we've all, it's been beaten into us for how many years that marijuana is bad. It's, it, it's just plain and simple, the war on drugs. It's what, what do they call it? A, a gateway drug. They, I mean, there's just been so many things that have been said about marijuana and all other drugs too. I'm not just pulling out marijuana. Yeah. Um, but all I right. think like any other drug, you can be careful with it and it can be beneficial. Yes, and, and it, the studies are showing that. Let's, uh, let's move over to a, a second study that I pulled off. Uh, this, was, this study's name was uh, Considering Cannabis, the Effects of Regular Cannabis Use and the Neurocognition in Adolescents and Young Adults. Yeah, yeah. I think, <clears throat> honestly, I have more customers that have teenagers come into the store and try and talk to me about CBD. I bet. I bet. Okay, and I and I think this will this will help a bit. Uh, again, it'll be a little bit more more sciency on this one. Uh huh. Um, now this was published uh, in April two thousand and fourteen. So keep that in mind as we're talking through it. They have a good understanding, but they are also going to be basing it a lot off of THC consumption. Yeah, because that's pretty 2014. 2014 is yeah. when that was the bigger issue was recreational use. Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, okay, so 
remember I had talked about a little earlier about recovery of the CB1 receptor? Mm -hmm. Well, that means that the CB1 receptor can recover its down regulation in adult daily cannabis use if you know if you if you uh, do abstinence at least for a month so let me explain what uh, what I know that to mean so your CB1 receptor which by the way responds to cannabinoids and when a cannabinoid makes contact with it it triggers that receptor to do what it was designed to do right all right so if that CB1 receptor has been exposed to cannabinoids over time, it then becomes resistant. In other words, it stops performing because it just becomes, you might say, immune to it. Okay. All right. So what they're suggesting here that is if you pull that cannabinoid away for a month, that CB1 receptor goes back what it was doing okay all right now why did I keep talking about this because as a parent at least I'm seeing that there's data suggesting that if I am going to use it when I stop using it everything should return right all right and there's the further, no permanent damage right and the further that study goes the more comfortable our parents will be yeah and I just sensed by all the the context that was uh, that was out there that this particular piece is probably going to get studied uh, in more abundance over the next year. Uh, anyway, so, um, all right, so suggesting alterations in the cannabinoid system may recover with abstinence in the adolescent cannabis user, the thing, verbal memory significantly improved following three to six weeks of abstinence. Okay, so again, so in adolescence, this same CBD1 receptor deregulation or downregulation, uh, they've seen this in adolescence where their verbal memory significantly improved following three to six weeks of abstinence. Got it. All right, there also was, uh, they cited Fried and his colleagues who did a study uh, in 2000. In, uh, you know what, they didn't tell me, I didn't write down the date they did the study, but demonstrated that the adolescent cannabis user no longer had cognitive deficits following a four months of abstinence. So again, two well-known studies, both suggesting very similar things. Right. And this, uh, is this because your brain is developing, I mean, obviously as an adolescent, well, let's say as an adolescent, we're most concerned about the neural development. Right. And we just don't want to do anything to enter at that that will impair that in any way because it's a finite time. Yes. You know, it's a time it's between this time and this time where all the development's happening. So us as parents, we just don't want to impact that. I don't want to have a, 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 a bad impact on that. So the suggestions here are if it's needed, at least through abstinence, it recovers. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what was making me feel so good. Because we, uh, we give CBD to our children, uh, given certain instances. Yes. Yes. But I, I, are we also talking about, like, a, a, again, a recreational? Or is this more of a... This would be more clinical pediatrics. Okay pediatric driven study okay all right so yeah this would be pediatricians 
uh, administering or overseeing this study. Okay. Both of them. Okay. Um, does content of cannabis, especially CBD versus THC, matter? Okay, so uh, they're suggesting, again, there's numerous chemicals in cannabis, including at least 60 cannabinoids. Historically, users have primarily thought plants with high THC content to enhance the subjective high. And a recent analysis of California cannabis revealed, and this is important, that levels of THC are increasing while levels of cannabinoid CBD are decreasing. Yeah, that's where I think it gets a little a little weird, a little scary. Well, so yeah, so as a parent, this is a relevant concern. So, and this is California where marijuana yeah, probably, is easiest. legal, yes, right? Yes, yes, And yes. again, we're still back in 2014. So right. CBD probably wasn't, it was there, but it wasn't like it is now. Well, and certainly, and back in 2014 when they did this study, the ratio yeah. was not as high for THC. Oh, you think it's even higher now than it was? So, yeah. So, again, I'll just state it one more time. has revealed that the levels of THC are increasing while the levels of CBD are decreasing. So, what we have is we have growers out there who are trying to meet the needs of the recreational users. Uh And what do the recreational users want? Higher THC. Yeah. All right. So, that is a trend. So, let's just keep that into consideration. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and we'll state this is a concern, as as um, emerging literature focused on acute exposure suggesting that increasing the CBD versus THC in cannabis plants may decrease some of the negative effects of its use. Yeah. All right, such as anxiety, psychotic-like symptoms. And memory impairment. Yeah. Okay. And we've known this. Right. Which is why we, I mean, listen, we love the cannabis plant, all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to include the marijuana part. Right, right. Um, but the hemp plant and the high CBD and very low THC seems to be your best candidate. Well, it certainly has less to be concerned about, but we're not done yet. Right. Okay. And, and parents, please keep in mind, we're really going to do our best just to provide you the information so you make the decision. Yeah. Um, so further, uh, as cited by this study, further CBD may moderate effects of THC. Yes. And we've already shared this on the show a number of ways. Uh, but again, so further CBD may moderate the effects of THC on effective verbal memory and response inhibition and visual processing, and auditory processing, and brain activation patterns. All right, I'll say that again. Yeah. <laughs> CBD. You know, you know I'm reading, and research documents, this is wonderful. Anyway, CBD may ro- moderate effects of THC on effective verbal memory, response inhibitions, visual processing, and auditory processing brain activation patterns. Yes. So there was two studies to date have measured THC and CBD levels from hair. Again, I like that because it's a truer um, determination of levels. Uh, so anyway, so they measured it from the hair. One, f- yeah, question? 
Nope, go ahead. I got it. One found that individuals with high THC and low CBD had increased symptoms of depression and anxiety. Yep. And both found worse verbal memory associated with THC, but not CBD. Further, and it cited uh, uh, the researcher and his colleagues, uh, which I can't pronounce most of their names, <laughs> found reduced hippocampal volumes in cannabis users, although increased CBD levels were associated with increased gray matter concentrations, which in bilateral hippocampi, so what it's suggesting is that the increased or the the the, uh, the increased hippocampal volumes were better than uh, than the decreased and they're suggesting that THC uh, THC uh, uh, see, that <laughs> that THC uh, increased and so CBD was better for this particular issue. Yeah. Well, I've kind of heard this before that um, THC can, high THC, low CBD can bring on episodes of anxiety. Yes. And that has tons to do with that CB1, CB1 receptor uh, releasing that fatty acid, F-A-A-H. Ah, okay. Uh, but this one, as, as it's, it's talking more so about uh, the gray matter. And when I spoke of that earlier, that had everything to do with, <clears throat> with high-order thinking, executive functioning, mood symptoms, poor verbal memory, and novelty seeking. Yeah. So that, that gray matter there was super important during the development stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's kind of bring this full circle for just a moment. So in earlier conversations where we revealed some research about uh, if you were treating, and, and this conversation wasn't just about our youth, our children, it was about our population in general. If you were going to use a high concentration of CBD and THC, that over a period of two or three months, they all, they all suggested a washout period. And a washout period consisted of removing the THC for a period of you know, six to seven days and then putting it back in gradually over a period of a couple of weeks and then running through that system again. Mm -hmm. Now, even that study tend to mirror or align with the study I just read. Yeah. Okay, so where the THC has an impact, a negative impact in that gray matter, uh, but again, stopping the releasing of that FAAH uh, over time and returning those CB1 receptors back to what they normally should be doing seems to have very little consequence. Keeping somebody on it constantly throughout their developmental years seems to have the biggest consequence. Now, I'm summarizing from all the information I've read through. Right, right. Yes, we're neither doctors nor are we doing it, this research on our own. Um, so all we can do is rely on these studies. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate you making that claim. Uh, really what we want to be able to do is provide this data so that when you go out for yourself, you have a head start. Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of like, you know, maybe plowed the way for you to go do your own research, especially if you have better intellect in these areas. 
hey, yeah. you know, maybe we just, you know, saved you from going through a bunch of a bunch of difficult reading. Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we are then going to kind of go over what parents need to know. Yeah. Definitely. That's, I feel, I mean, not that they, they don't need to know about all of these studies because that way they can kind of form an, an opinion, but this way we can kind of just give them a little bit of a guideline. Perfect. Perfect. So listen to the messages from our sponsor and come back and we'll talk about what parents need to know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Tune in for In the Black. Host Bob Dickerson and his guests take a look at Black America and its socioeconomic place. In the Black will discuss the positive issues affecting Black Americans, including education improvements, business growth, closing the racial wealth gap, activism, and more. In order for America to reach its full potential, Black America must do the same. Tune into In the Black, live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. All right. Welcome back, listeners. Okay, CBD and our youth. Let's go. So before we go into the parents need to know, uh, Kimberly had uh, pulled up uh, a quote from a doctor, Dr. Susan Sicily. Yeah. And, you know, I think what she had to say clearly summarizes what most practitioners, most physicians are facing today. Yeah. And I think it's important for our listening audience to hear this because it might have an influence on how you talk to your doctor. 
Well, I think so. Um, yeah. I, 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 th- I get from this article that there's a, a, a new theme running around uh, again amongst the legislation um, because nobody wants to uh, – what do I do? Take that leap onto the marijuana train. Everybody, again, we've all heard it's bad for you. Right. It's all these things. Um, what and the opposition they, has got to be out there, right? Right. What, <laughs> what did they say it was? It, it, marijuana is still the evil weed. <laughs> right. right? So they, what they're trying to do is go on a CBD-only train. Yeah. And that's kind of where most politicians or some are feeling most comfortable. I mean, yeah. we heard from one last night that he's— He's going on the opposite direction, which is fantastic. He wants to keep medical marijuana, legalize marijuana, get it out there so that we can start doing these studies and get— Are you talking about Congressman Goldwater? Yeah. 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 I I loved his conversation last night. Right, right. So, I mean, again, we have to take this plant and treat it as a whole. Okay, so she is she is fighting uh, this war against CBD only um, dominant strains, and she really the, she, this article she says I'm running into this blockade everywhere I go. CBD oil bills are popping up in nearly every state. So she says she's. I've tr- I tried to explain to legislatures that a CBD only law would benefit a narrow segment of the pop- patient population. The vast majority of patients need access to a broader spectrum of whole plant marijuana remedies. Even pediatric patients need more options. Yeah. Yeah, because I think when people are going CBD only, they're doing it out of fear. Uh, when I see manufacturers that are doing CBD only, you know, sometimes that is because that's the only way you can sell your product. Right. Well, I mean, it is but, the easier yeah. avenue, right. as we know. So, all right. So, cheers to uh, Dr. Susan Sicily, and I'm sorry for your yes, your challenges. Are you have lots of peers? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, she's going to every state yeah. basically, and it's just it's it's really a it's. It's a gray area that everybody is still arguing. All right. Okay. So, uh, but again, nice message to hear because parents, moms, when you go to the doctor, maybe that's uh, maybe that gives you a little bit of confidence when you're speaking to them. And we always say, <clears throat> definitely talk to your doctor. Yes. Always. All right. So, hey, most common uses, anxiety-related issues. So, parents who are not who are choosing or looking at CBD for their youth, the most common issues are an anxiety-related one. Uh, Two, while pediatricians believe there is potential, they're all still waiting for the needed, absolutely needed studies. Yeah. Okay, so, and again, some of those studies are blocked. We've shared uh, the why on that earlier. Uh, Concerns, all right, parents. Here are, I know these are the concerns you are facing. Uh, first, I have on there is product standards. All right, meaning that verification of what's in the product, verification of its content, and you know, when you're not regulated, who do you want to hear that verification from? It normally does not matter so much if you're hearing it from the person that made it. Right. 
Yes, so proper verification of content should come from a third party. If you are going to use a CBD product for your child, that's what we're going to suggest and highly recommend is that you seek a third party validation of content. Okay. Um, other ingredients too. Uh, a good third party uh, validation of content includes uh, the potencies and other plant materials as well as uh, as well as solvents and micro uh, issues that cause mold, pesticides. Those are all things that also should show up on that third party list. Mm-hmm. I have experience. They'll take a product, you send it to a lab. And you'll pay $40 for this, $40 for that, you know, $100, and you've got all those areas covered. Okay, so it's not a difficult task. For a CBD manufacturer. To be able to provide yes. a third-party verification of content, as well as other ingredients like solvents and pesticides. Right. Okay. So we know that's an issue out there, but there's your solution. Look for the third party. Uh, how about absorption rate and dosage? Well, to be honest, uh, that is a huge huge problem, especially for parents who want to give this to their children. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, how much is in here? Now, tied to the earlier statement, product of verification verification of content by a third party will help with this. Yeah, I... Uh, Dosage you know, mostly. Right, right. Okay. The, the amount of milligrams, um, and we always go... We go by two things in the store. There's a, there's a chart there. Uh, your weight... And the level of severity. Gotcha. And, and you know, um, the, there, here's the big issue, parents. If you go get a product and it says there's 1,000 milligrams in here and you think you are dosing your child with 12 milligrams of CBD and it didn't work, and you up it to 20 milligrams, they're starting to see a little bit, of, and then you go to 30 milligrams, boom, that's the magic number. Child's doing great. You go, that company went out of business, you go buy another 1,000 milligrams someplace else, and all of a sudden your kid goes spastic? Yeah. It's because the first bottle said it had 1,000, but it only had 200 in it. And there was no third-party test, so you could not validate. We're all good there? Yeah. Okay. All right. How about we go to interaction with other medicines? Clearly, this is the one place you should just immediately go to, talk to your doctor, if your child is on other pharmaceuticals. And it's one of those easy ones, and I've shared this with you before, is if there is a warning label on a prescription that says grapefruit. Mm -hmm. If it says anything about grapefruit, then you definitely want to have that conversation because uh, that does have an interaction with cannabinoids. Okay? Um, If CBD... If you're using CBD with your child uh, for sleep issues, know that there is a potential. There are some studies out there that are suggesting that the child could get get tolerant of it. So after about four or five months, you might find that it's not working. And then when you pull it from the child, your sleep gets worse. Remember the earlier conversation about the CB1 down-regulating? So you might have to wait that four to six weeks for that CB1 receptor to come back again. Mm -hmm. All right, so don't get super frustrated. If that has happened already, give it that four to six weeks of abstinence. No, No cannabinoids. 
and then it'll come back as, as what we've seen uh, in the studies. Um, ah, legalities. There's a few of you state there's an issue out there. So CBD is, uh, is not illegal federally, but states still have the, abis- the ability to regulate it. And I think there's three states out there, and you all know those. Uh, you already know who you are. Uh, F, uh, who? CBD is generally well tolerated. So uh, I do want you to know the World Health Organization has not changed their position. Quote, CBD is generally well tolerated with a good safety profile. Quote, period. Okay, so I want you to know that that position from the World Health Organization has not changed. And they have openly admitted there is an explosion of medical uses without clinical studies. So they're frustrated by that, but they have not changed their opinion of CBD is generally well tolerated. Yes. Yes. I wanted to share that with you because me as a parent, I'm a parent too. It would be comforting to hear that. Uh, And then, you know, last, why aren't there more studies being conducted? Hey, let's talk about that for just a minute. Okay. Right. Now, I'm sitting, I'm looking at Kimberly, and I know how strong of a mother she is. And I know that Kimberly would do anything for her children. All right. So I've talked in the past how people are trying to take this plant over. And it usually is an agenda that's not great for the human population. Fill in somebody else's pockets or somebody else's agenda. All right. I I spoke of this before. I think Big Pharma wants this plant. I think government wants it. I I think tobacco wants it. Alcohol wants it. Okay. Listen, we have this opportunity to try to correct a problem that was made back in 1930 when this plant was taken away. And I think that us baby boomers have a big role in this. And what our role is, is to protect this plant so that it is available for our next generation. So for our children, for our children's sake, stand with us, make your voice be heard. Don't let this plant disappear. Now, how will this plant disappear? A couple of ways. One, you buy from irreputable CBD reseller, retailers. If they're not reputable, all you're doing is fueling those who want to take it. Okay, they're going to go, see, see what that did? See what that did? That's a problem. All right, let's take this plan over and we'll give you the good stuff. Right, Yeah, Big Pharma. That's that's Big Pharma's deal all day long. Uh, Hey, don't want to give any fuel to the firement the government has. So... Um, so keep those things in mind. If you want, if you want to help, don't buy from those those retailers out there that aren't providing self policing. Uh, two, allow your voice to be heard. Okay, we have uh, the CBD Ed Show on Instagram. Go there. Allow your voice to be heard. Okay, we go to association meetings all the time. We're talking to politicians, lobbyists. We're talking to all those groups. So be supportive in that role, moms. I know you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then every once in a while, we might have a call to action for you. And I promise it will be always about protecting the hemp for our, for our upcoming generation. Yes. They are a very communal group. Uh, the millennials, the Xers coming up. Uh, I got to say, baby boomers, we were all about climbing the ladder. But that's not the next generation. They're somebody else. And we're going to be gone. Let's give them what they need. 
Right. Yeah. And I'm again, I'm I'm not beating up everybody that, you know, wants to have an argument. All right. Okay. Hey, listen, thanks for listening to that. We do have to wrap things up today. I know Kimberly had a uh, a point to make, but we want to allow uh, Ryan Treasure, who's coming up next, to have his show. So I want to thank again all our listeners for listening today. I hope we were helpful. I want to thank Voice America for allowing us to uh, have this uh, opportunity to share with you. Uh, stay tuned for Ryan Treasure and his show. It's always a good one. And we will come back with another great topic about terpenes, okay? (laughs) Because I know you hear that statement all the time. So we're going to give you some understanding about that when we come back next week. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.